Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. If this is your very first time here, then welcome to my podcast, A Feminine Impression. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, and today we're in another session of Feminine Rehab. And in today's session, my dear, we are discussing masculine behaviors as a feminine woman. So I want you to go ahead and sit back relax, grab something to drink, grab something to write with, and let's talk about this. So my dear, as you're listening to this podcast, I want you to keep in mind all of these concepts. As a human being, you adapt to your environment. The way you behave is a result of your personality mixed with your environment. Now, that environment can be a physical one, like the area that you live in, or it could be a social environment, like the people you live with, or the people that you hang out with, the people who raised you. So behaviors are not set in stone, and they can be adapted as often as they need to be. The most dangerous thing is when a person is unaware of how their behavior influences things around them and things that happen in their lives. So as you're listening, I need you to understand that everything can be adapted. It's your choice, but knowledge is power and you need to be aware of these things so that you know what you're doing. Because if you don't have knowledge about things in life and you experiment doing different things based on how you feel or what you think you should do. As a result, many of us become sad, we become hopeless, or we become frustrated because things are not working. As a woman, your power lies within your femininity. When God created you, he made you different than a man in order for you to fit together like a puzzle piece. He gave us equal power, just like a puzzle piece. One piece is not any greater or any better than another piece. They fit together and they create something beautiful. He gave us equal power, but stored our power in different places. So your power as a woman lies within your femininity. And unfortunately, many women do not know this. Now, for many of you ladies that are listening, this could be your very first time even hearing these things. And you may start to recognize that maybe you behave in this way unintentionally, unknowingly. However, a large number of women raised in certain households have been taught this specifically and implicitly as a child. As they were doing these things, they were corrected by their mothers or their fathers, and others have it embedded within their culture. For example, in the Japanese culture, femininity is fully embraced by women and it influences how women speak and how they behave. It doesn't necessarily always translate to the men. However, in my culture, where I come from, which is Ghana, West Africa, Femininity is fully embraced into the culture by both men and women. 
And what I mean by that are the characteristics of compassion and servitude and love. All of it is fully embraced and it's valued. When visitors come to visit Ghana, they always mention how kind the people are, how warm the people are, how safe they feel, how open and generous the people were as a country. So it's not always gender specific. However, as a woman, you must be aware that these things come more naturally to you. And depending on where you live, with most of my listeners living within the United States, it's the most ideal behavior for a woman in terms of doors being open to you, both in career and in love. So it is necessary that you understand what masculine traits are and what feminine traits are so that you can adjust in all situations. Masculine is a doing energy, a competitive energy, a seeking energy. Well, Feminine is a relaxing energy, a nurturing energy, a receiving energy, and it's very necessary for you as a woman to have both. You don't want to be completely in the feminine because then you may not be doing anything. You don't want to be completely in the masculine because it goes completely against your nature and will end up harming you. So you do need to have a balance, but you need to know when to exercise what. And it's also necessary, my dear, for you to know that you can do masculine things and still do it in a feminine way. This is an art and this is something that will be developed over time and we will talk about that another time, but I don't want you to think that you cannot do masculine-like things in terms of reaching your goals in terms of getting things done. The way that you do it will bring about a different result for you. And it has to go with who you are inherently. But I don't want you missing out on opportunities, living a life where you're frustrated and you feel like you're always losing, living a life where you are truly confused as to why certain women get all of these things and you're not achieving them. And you don't know what you're missing. That for me would be the saddest thing for you to go through this life, being confused or unaware. So this information is important and I want you to meditate on it, think about it and see how it relates to your life. So with that being said, today I want us to discuss a few common masculine behaviors that you as a feminine woman may want to reconsider in the areas of dating marriage, and in life. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a virtual counseling service where you can schedule phone or video sessions. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. It is a worldwide service and can help you in areas such as depression, anxiety, anger, trauma, and other concerns. Everything that you share is confidential, professional, and affordable. You can check out their testimonials on their website daily. And note, this is not a crisis hotline. I want you to live a life where you're full of happiness and hope today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash feminine. 
Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash feminine. Now, my dear, it is especially important that if you're a woman who is high-powered in your position at work, like someone's boss, a manager, or if you're a single mother, if you are a woman who was raised by a single mother who displayed masculine traits, or if you're a woman who only hung around men for the majority of their lives, or a woman who maybe lived in a dangerous neighborhood, Even a woman who had a single parent where you had to do a lot of masculine things for her because maybe she wasn't necessarily a masculine behaving mother, but she expected you to play the role of a husband in terms of doing things like taking care of business, lifting boxes, opening things that were hard for her to open, just doing a lot of doing behaviors for the household. If you recognize any of those categories in your life, then you may have picked up some masculine behaviors along the way. They may be already embedded in you because you needed them at certain times in your life in order to survive. So I want to make this distinction very clear, not just for the people who fall into that category, but for women in general, that it doesn't matter how feminine you look on the outside. You can be the most beautiful woman wearing dresses and skirts and lipstick, and you can even smile and wear high heels and smell nice and all of those exterior feminine traits and still have very masculine behaviors. These qualities that have nothing to do with the way that you physically look. So do not be fooled because sadly, I see this often where we do look the part, but we may be unable or unwilling to behave in the part, which creates confusion and chaos for ourselves because we don't think that we need to nurture and care and love for ourselves or feel very guilty, undeserving of it. So people may be confused. We may be approached by men because of our feminine exterior, but unable to maintain a relationship with them because of our masculine behaviors. So remember, this has nothing to do with the way you look. It is much, much, much more important than the way you look. It's what's on the inside coming out. So let's talk about the first behavior. Controlling your tongue. It is necessary, my dear, that you learn how to use wisdom and know when to speak, how much to speak, who to speak to, and who is not worth listening to in terms of arguments. Too many times we as women blurt things out, whether we're trying to be funny, trying to make an impression on a man and end up saying something that is a complete turnoff, sharing something that you wish you would not have shared, or even making things up. As a woman, you must learn that your tongue is the one thing that can most easily get you into problems. When you don't have control over your tongue, you're going to end up doing things like gossiping, slandering people, And if you're not careful in terms of dating, 
When you're not in control of your tongue, you end up doing masculine things like competing with men, like telling them about all the great things that you have, like disclosing information about your past relationship that you wish you would not have, saying things to one-up him, or maybe if you're upset, saying something rude and mean, and then he stops dealing with you altogether because you weren't able to control your tongue in those moments. It is so important. So many women will come and tell me that they said something in the heat of the moment and it ruined their relationship with a really great guy. And if they would have just stopped and decided not to send that text message or not to say that thing, they wouldn't have been in this situation. So remember that your tongue can be the difference between you being happy and you being miserable. Also, interrupting people as they speak. Interrupting is a very competitive, aggressive, and masculine behavior, and it also shows poor self-control. It shows that either you're too into yourself to even listen to a person when they're speaking, or you're trying to correct them or state your point to the point where you don't even feel it's important to let them finish speaking. You don't even feel it's important to fully hear them out because whatever you have to say is more important. They need to hear you. And this is a very damaging and masculine behavior that a lot of women, unfortunately, will pick up from their mothers who are very masculine because they are parenting you. And at times, maybe they kind of have a know-it-all type personality. And so they're cutting you off all the time. And then you pick up that trait of cutting other people off as well. In addition to interrupting, adding on to people's comments. This can become a major turnoff. And this happens often with women who are highly educated they can sometimes be guilty of this because sometimes we begin thinking it's normal behavior to always have the right answer. So a person can give their feedback or give their opinion on something or just have small talk and you feel like you always have to add on to the end of it. You have to always say something to wrap up the conversation. You have to state your point that you believe is correct. And it's not always necessary whether it's dating or friendships or just casual relationships. You don't have to do that. You can really just listen to someone speak and hear them out and take it in instead of always having to add your two cents to it. And this can be especially a turnoff when a person did not ask you for your opinion. You can simply say in these moments, would you like my opinion? And this can impact friendships. If you have a friend who wants to speak to you about something and they just kind of wanted to vent or air something out, and every time they talk to you, you always have something to say. You always have a remark that you have to say at the end of their sentences to where they always have to question themselves as to whether or not they were correct, whether or not they did the right thing when they didn't ask you. So you can simply ask a person, would you like my opinion on that? And see whether or not they want to hear it. And sometimes they will want your opinion on it. But always giving your opinion for every single conversation can make people stop wanting to converse with you. 
So just know and realize that it is okay. It is okay for a person to speak to you about something, enjoy the conversation, have a great laugh, and just be in the moment in their company and not feel like you always have to state your opinion. These behaviors will make for a much smoother conversation and allow people to be happy and comfortable in your presence, especially when you're just getting to know a person. If you feel like you always have to interject and always have to state your point and always have to prove you are right, this can impact the amount and the quality of friendships that you have. Another masculine trait that I want you to reconsider as a feminine woman is offering to pay on dates. Now, this one is a big one, ladies. This one is a big one. As a feminine woman, it is your right to allow a man to take care of you in all ways. The simplest, most basic form is paying for the dates that they take you on. If he's asking you out on a date, then he's responsible for paying for it. Men need to feel like they are needed and they need to provide in order to fully rest in their masculinity. This is their God-given assignment. It's not you forcing them to do something that is outside of their nature. It is exactly what their nature consists of which is protecting and providing. This was their assignment by God, not by you. You are not doing him a favor by saying that you're going to pay for yourself. Although our roles of male and female are equal, we have different specifications that God installed in us to want to do by nature. And by nature, they want to take care of you. By nature, we like when men take care of us. Even if it's the smallest thing, like going to the grocery store and the person taking your groceries and walking you out with your cart where they're pushing your cart, they're putting the groceries into your car, just getting back into your car knowing that someone helped you out and took that load off of you will put you in a lighter, more airy mood. And it feels good because this is how you are supposed to be taken care of of all the time. By nature, we as women like being cared for because it's been installed in us. Now, why do you think so many women get excited when they hear that there's an eligible bachelor who's rich? Or so many beautiful women will date a man who's very physically unattractive, but has a lot of money. It's not because they're gold digging. It's because their income tells a woman that they don't have to worry about having to have to work. Have to. Not want to. Have to. We all want the option to be able to do whatever we want. As a woman, we want the option to be able to spend more than six weeks with our baby that we just birthed because we don't have to rush back to going to work. As a woman, we want the option of having to stay home for six months 
after having a baby because maybe certain things about the pregnancy affected our body. As a woman, we may want to nurture ourselves a bit by maybe going to the gym a few times a week or going to a spa to have someone give us a massage or getting our nails painted. As a woman, we want these things because that's how we're designed. But we also know that we have to choose sometimes between going to work and going to the gym. And giving us that option of freedom by having someone who can provide for us is exciting and enticing because we all live the same life on this planet. But based on who we decide we date or who we decide we don't date, we have different experiences here. So it's important for you to know that there is something that's built in you internally to want to be cared for to want the option to relax, to want the option of being able to raise our children in peace and not feeling forced to rush back into the workforce until we're ready. None of these things are things that you should feel bad about because they're things that are built inside of you for the purpose that God created you for. Unfortunately, because of how the world has tried to brainwash us as women, we spend a lot of time in the dating phase pretending like we don't care about who paid for the date. We spend a lot of time doing things like paying for a man just to have him in our company. And once we're married and life kicks in, then we start wishing that the man would do more. And not only that he would do more, but that he would want to do more. You know, we as women sometimes become shocked that these men have no internal drive to want to pitch in, want to pay for their child's diapers and food and clothes, want to pay for the groceries that they are eating. Yes, it may sound surprising, but many women, once they're married, feel like they're on their own financially, even though they are married, because they created an illusion that they could not keep up. And this is most obvious when a child comes in the picture or when a man doesn't have a job anymore. Maybe he lost his job or he was laid off and is in no rush to get another one. But of course, is also in an irritable mood, right? Because he's operating outside of his nature, yet he still is being provided for. It's this very confusing place for a man. And sadly, as women, we have to bear the burden of having to deal with their behavior, their emotions, and the financial burden. You can try your best to avoid this, ladies, by setting the tone early. You owe him nothing. You being there in his presence on a date with your beautiful presentation, smelling good, a smile, and good company is what they work so hard for. To have that, the bill coming to the table has nothing to do with you. You know, it's not like he's giving you the money. He's paying for a meal that he ate, he enjoyed, he invited you to, and your company. And that is that. Another masculine behavior that I really want you to reconsider and pay attention to as a feminine woman is having a nasty attitude. As a woman, this is one of the biggest turnoffs to other people. 
having a nasty attitude, having a closed off presence where you look like there's something always bothering you. Okay, having mood swings where people don't even know what to expect from you at any given moment. This is a personal issue that for many ladies, they can't even tell you where it started, but they picked it up from somewhere and they held on to it. I know for me personally, there was a time in my life where I didn't have the best attitude because at the time I had friends that were always really angry and negative and pessimistic and I thought they were funny and kept it real and I liked being around them and I took on that posture because they were my influences and those were the most negative years of my life. Little did I know both I and those ladies had so many insecurities that were being disguised by their negative attitudes or even being disguised by intelligence. Being a smart girl and using your intelligence to belittle people. You know, being a smart girl can be a cover-up a lot of times. Using your intelligence to belittle people because maybe you have some deeper insecurities. So maybe you're not having an outright nasty attitude, but when a person starts speaking to you, you try to make them feel stupid for not knowing things or thinking that you're better than them because maybe you're formally educated and they are not. Or maybe because they are very beautiful and you don't think you're very beautiful. So you believe that being intelligent is more important than being beautiful. All of it is just very negative and competitive and unbecoming behavior. And it's behavior that a person can sense, spot, and recognize. Even if you don't think other people can see it, they can see it. They're just not going to address it with you. When you have a nasty attitude, you are doing things like talking bad about people, spreading rumors, reading things online about people and gossiping about them. Seeing the worst in every situation, your body language, like rolling your eyes, having your arms crossed all the time, looking uninterested, complaining about every single thing, having a stale face, using profanity when you speak, especially when you're upset, or using profanity and cussing people out. You know, it's sad when I hear women bragging about cussing people out. You know, saying things like, oh, I'm going to go down to my child's school and I'm going to set it off over there. I'm going to cuss out that teacher or cussing out ex-girlfriends or cussing out, you know, just using your intimidation to make it seem like you are in control. This is very masculine and, might I add, insecure behavior. All of it says there is something wrong with me and people see it and they avoid you. It is very apparent when women choose this posture without realizing the true effect it's having on their lives and their mental well-being. And if men tolerate it, they do it usually just to have sex with you. But typically, if they see it early, they won't go as far as to being with you long term or staying married to you. Okay, sometimes men take longer to notice things especially if you are very attractive and all they see are their own desires, which ends up being their downfall. But trust me, it won't last forever because it's negative behavior. If you are a woman who is constantly negative or even says nasty things about other women, men 
will most likely correct you. If you're speaking to a man negatively about another woman, most men will correct you. They'll say things like, wow, you shouldn't say that. Or they'll come to the other woman's defense, even a woman that they don't know. Okay, if you are negatively bashing another woman, they will come to her defense because men cannot stand what you are doing. It looks bad on you. So please cut it out. Okay, move into a new phase where you don't see women as a threat and a competition and you don't see life as a dark place where you have to defend yourself and you have to live under this cloud of negativity. It's only hurting you. Move into a new place, honey, where you can live free. You can forgive. You can build yourself back up with the help of God to be able to be the woman that you were created to be. And the very last trait that I want us to talk about today is emasculating men. Now, this one is so important that I'm probably going to do a separate podcast just on this because so many women, unfortunately, were not taught these things. They maybe grew up in single parent homes, so they didn't get to hear about these things, or they grew up in a home where their mother was emasculating their father and they got to see it and maybe picked up these behaviors. Many times people don't even know what this word means, but they'll hear it maybe in movies or in TV shows, men saying things like, don't emasculate me or you're emasculating me right now. And really understanding what that means and what the impact of that is, especially as a feminine woman. Emasculating a man means that you are depriving a man of his role and his identity. Men were created by God for a purpose, and that is a deep-seated identity that they will not let you take away. So as a woman, if you walk around saying things like, I run the relationship, I run my man, I wear the pants, then you may be guilty of this mindset, and it's probably showing up in your relationship. Okay, or doing things like making him feel small, especially for things that he can't do, whether it's something physical he can't do, like not being able to fix something, not being able to open something, or saying things like, I would have thought as a man, you would know that. Or, and this is a big one that a lot of women do, and I remember as a teenager doing this and how much drama it caused me. I had a boyfriend and I had other male friends and I would do things like brag about these male friends to my boyfriend. And it could be little things that they did or big things that they did that I really liked. And I would go on and on and on about them. And I would see him just shutting down or getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, even though I thought it was silly that they should be able to handle a conversation about another man, It wasn't silly at all, okay? It wasn't. It was sometimes even bordering being disrespectful and not sensitive to their needs and sensitive to their feelings, especially when I was going to 
far. And ladies, I can give you a million examples of ways to emasculate a man, but this is something you can reflect on, you can figure out on your own, okay? But just know, in a nutshell, don't come for his manhood. Don't try to dominate him with power. Men are very sensitive to this and they don't take it lightly. And you need to let him be the man he is. Remember that you are not his mother, okay? You are his woman, you are his wife, but you're not his mother. And there is a difference. So you're not telling him what to do, okay? You can always, of course, give your opinion. What I prefer that every woman does, because this is women, is what we're really good at, is influence him. You can influence him to do what you want him to do. You can always do that. That's just an art and it takes time. Every man is different and you influence every man differently, but you can influence him and or give your opinion, but not directly telling him what to do like he's a child. Okay, don't speak to him with the same tone, using the same words that you use to talk to your six-year-old. If he even recognizes that you're using the same exact tone that you use with the baby, he's going to become upset. And my dear, you're the only one that's going to suffer the consequences. It's not worth it. So even if you're a little irritated by something he's doing, like maybe he's oversleeping and he needs to wake up, you wouldn't rush in the room and tell him, uh, you've been sleeping for six hours. You need to wake up now. You know, ordering him around, telling him that he's on punishment. You know, these mother-like things, you really have to reevaluate because if you begin to do this, he will shut down on you. He'll barely speak to you or he'll avoid you. He just will not come home until the last minute. And he will be very likely drawn to feminine women and wish that you behave that way. So please, my dear, for the sake of your relationship, the sake of your marriage, specifically marriage, stop emasculating him. You must use wisdom. Now, I know I've used this term wisdom over and over again, and some women have told me that they don't believe that they have wisdom, and it's something that they've lacked their whole lives, and they wish that they had wisdom, and they want to know how they can acquire wisdom. And I can tell you that the only way that I was able to get true wisdom to know how to act, what to do in certain situations, how to behave in, you know, maybe situations that are unfamiliar to me. The only way that I was able to get true wisdom was from God himself. It is a gift to be able to have wisdom and it's free to you once you enter the kingdom of God. Once you're ruled by a different government, by God's government, instead of what random people have told you on Instagram, rather than your own might and the things that come to you in your own mind that you don't even know where you got them from, you'll be given the gift of wisdom, along with many other gifts that will enhance your entire life. I also like reading the book of Proverbs in the Bible because God shares wisdom with you that you can implement in every area of your life. True, deep-seated wisdom comes by having a relationship with the Holy Spirit of God who will transform you 
into the ultimate, beautiful, kind, and wise feminine woman that you desired to be. And I can only say this because I myself went through a serious transformation. I had very masculine traits growing up because of the way that I was raised and wanting to be misindependent. And I was living on my own, in my own world, getting nothing I wanted accomplished because I was disconnected. And when I finally entered into the kingdom of God, the price that Jesus paid fully for me to be set free and be the person that I really wanted to be finally happened. So I invite you to give your life to the Lord and allow him to be able to change your mind because many of these things you cannot do by yourself. A lot of these behaviors come from a lot of anger and unforgiveness and deep-seated issues that we have within us. We have to get rid of before trusting and allowing a man to be able to enter our lives. So this is something that God himself may have to do. And so inviting the Lord into your life and truly giving up that control and knowing that you can't do it on your own will be one of the most important things you can ever do. That's what helped me to get wisdom is allowing the king of my life to be Jesus and being able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I want to say thank you so much to each and every one of you ladies for tuning in to today's feminine session, and I hope that it blessed you. For more tips on how to use less of your masculine energy, especially in the areas of dating and in marriage and friendships, then please visit my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle, and watch the video on this topic. Also, follow my Instagram page, A Feminine Impression, where I have daily inspiration and feminine content. I want to say thank you so much for all of the lovely words and reviews that you've left for this podcast and all of your feedback, your messages to me, your emails, and your love. I'm so happy and thankful that this podcast has made a difference in your life. I love you dearly and you're not in this alone. You will get to be the woman that God created you to be. I hope that in all things you do, you make a feminine impression. Until next time, my loves, this is Dr. Michelle. See you in the next session.